can see him just stroking his face, con- contemplating the situation. For the listeners, by the way, you've probably not realised it, but we've got Max Saito back from Good Iron Extra. He's sort of just become a, another member of this podcast, hasn't he, really? De facto podcast host. Yeah, he's he's sort of... What he's done is he's, he's, he's wheedled his way in, and now he's just one of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's fine. We we invited him. He's a good yes. lad. Sam didn't. Sam was against it, but he was outvoted. Yeah, we we do like to think of a democracy around here. Uh, also, Sam will be joining us. Apologies from Emma, who is recording another podcast like a traitor. Well, in the grand scheme of things, it's a little bit closer to home for her to do a disability podcast rather than an American football podcast. Hey, I'm I'm just. I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is, is that she's recording another podcast while this one's going on. That's 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 the words that I'm saying. You can make up your own mind, listeners. As our staunch producer goes and fulfills other needs. It's almost like she has a life outside these like four <laughs> Zoom boxes. <laughs> oh no! We, uh, what the podcast called three wheeling. Three wheeling, three wheeling. Right. So, a branch of this weird network that we've formed, that doesn't seem to have anything in it, but is still part <laughs> of the Stiffle Pullet Podcasting Network. I mean, I, I think it's quickly going to outgrow the Stiffle Pullet Podcasting Network. Mile, miles, absolutely miles. But like for now, <laughs> all mm-hmm. of you listeners, get get your sons on it. From tiny acorns do mighty oaks grow. Max is back. Has he come up with an audio solution? Well, he's on mute, so we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> All we can see is... That is my audio solution. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's fine. We'll just sort of... If you want, we'll give you like a five-minute warning, Max. <laughs> just like... like he'll bring right, Max. Up like, insert quip here. <laughs> <laughs> also... Ah. Sam's here. Hi, Sam. Yo, yo, yo. Hello there. Wagwanim, chief. Uh, not much. I'm uh, I'm eating my lunch, so I'll just kind of hop in and out with only the hottest takes. My favorite. My favorite thing about you returning to the podcast over the course of this year is you've sort of developed yourself a little bit of a knack where at least once during an episode you'll either crack open a very noisy beer or eat a bag of crisps and it'll be on mute because you have got consideration for the for the listeners yeah but we can see it oh um, yeah you, you have to know yeah i make sure to schedule these meetings around meal times and yet you're always <laughs> just grazing <laughs> i mean so, to be fair one o'clock is prime meal time for exactly that what, i presume what wakes you... up at like half 11 dude i was up at like half seven today i'm a morning man through and through Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, what are your views on crocodile? The drug? Yes. All for it. All for it, okay. Well, you've been outvoted two to one again, just like... Just I know. give it three needles out of three. <laughs> <laughs> three, like, skinless arms out of three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the holy trinity, as I like to call it. <laughs>
Hello and welcome to Sniff Up a Lip, the NFL podcast by Brits, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. Me, Sam Wong. Me, Tom Chappell. Excellent. Lovely. Shall we crack on? Because there's a, there's a fucking shit ton of free agency news. That is true, yeah, we're probably best. We've got two hours before Max has to sort of jump in an endurance racer, so... <laughs> I can't tell whether or not that's true, but at, at this point, what is true? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's begin now. Okay, where which division would you like to start out with, Ed? Well, no, I, I say we give the listeners a little bit of a preamble. Hello and welcome back to Stiff Upper Lip. It's we've been off the airwaves for almost a month. You know, taking some me time, um, signing Max's contract, which is nice. Max has joined twice. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like we have sort of negotiated like a, a one-year, two million dollar deal with Max over he's here. He's on a he's on a prove it contract. Yeah, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be the third choice <laughs> right guard. Oh, that looks better. You know, you guys are paying me a million dollars, and I've been trying to get a podcast microphone expense three and a half weeks. <laughs> I've got to admit, your finance department, your accounting department. Is- Entirely out of whack. And look, what can I say? We hired the same people. A that podcast have, of your stature. We have hired the same people that have been in charge of the Bears account, so that should tell you everything that we that you need to know. Yeah, Emma's actually been released. <laughs> <laughs> Cap casualty for season three. <laughs> She's just signed with the Broncos for a three-year deal. That's where she is right now. Oh God! But yeah, welcome back. Um, I must admit, I've not missed talking about football every waking moment. It's been quite nice branching out a little bit. We did record an episode at some point, but it got lost in trans- translation. I think it's on the <laughs> there was 15 yeah. minutes out of the hour talking about <laughs> slam ball and it was immediately binned, so you don't want to hear it. We might release it as like some unre- uh, unrequited love from a, from a time gone by. but I feel like it was just us arguing for an hour. Yeah, pretty much. Literally, YouTube berating me, and we talk about mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> so yeah, we've uh, we're back. There's a lot to there's a lot to talk about. I feel like my brain's gone dead over this past month and a half. Ed, you might have to steer us on tra- on track just a smidge. So for, for those who aren't aware, <laughs> for those morons among you who aren't aware, um, the NFL's sort of free agency period is where. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to bother. Um, let's just, <laughs> let's talk signings. Let's talk signings. Are we talking signings? All right, that's fine. So, we have to do the customary, like, two-minute bit where we're like, what does legal tampering even mean? <laughs> <laughs> what is legal tampering even mean? How can it be legal and tampering? <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that coaches have been talking to players already. No, the league does not want you to know about this. This is outside of the tampering window. Precisely. It's it's as you can hear, it is all go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Where does everyone want to start division wise? Because I'll run I've got like a I've got an orderly list, but I don't know whether or not anyone wanted to talk about anything in particular. I think I don't know if we should have... hit every team. Do you think we should hit like Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a few teams that are worth talking about. Yeah, there's, well, no, there's a couple I of think... teams I actively don't want to talk about. Well, <laughs> on my notes for the NFC North, I've put like a little 
the only division that I put any form of subtext was how did every team nearly end up over the cap? Bears literally five minutes ago. Um, yeah. Shall we start we, there? We can we can start the in NFC North if you want. Yeah, we can start with the Bears. Considering that yeah. two 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 well a half of this podcast right now is NFC North related. Three fifths of the regular rotation are NFC North. <laughs> We may as well start with uh, the Bears, because they are the most interesting ones out of the lot. Um, what the fuck are they doing? Uh, I mean, Ryan Pace, I mean, his job is day-to-day at the moment. Like, after failing to get Russell Wilson with the mega trade that was going to be Cal Fuller, Akeem Hicks, three first-rounders and a second, yeah. they've now just sort of gone, oh, fuck it. Like, he has, he has essentially, like, chained himself to his desk. Yeah, they they franchise tagged Alan, uh, Alan Robinson. It looked like maybe, just maybe, things might just slightly look up. You know, they're going to keep hold of a, at least a very good wide receiver, very much a star player. And then they signed Andy Dalton for $10 million. And then they cut Kyle Fuller and are now shopping Akeem Hicks. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> How? What, what are you... Their their cap was the was the sort of thing that forced the hand, other than like a desperation to win. But like, they spent so much on that defense and on like aging veterans on the offense that it meant that they they was just heading towards financial collapse unless they got rid of some players. But Kyle Fuller and Akeem Hicks do not seem the players to get rid of when Jimmy Graham is on that roster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Graham alone would have saved them $7 million. So, of course, the obvious option is to trade away your defensive tackle uh, that's yeah. a multi-year pro bowler, probably one of the nicest dudes and a great team guy. Was he the guy that came up with Club, uh, Club Dub in that one year that didn't lead to absolutely anything at all? I think he at least had a hand I mean, in Club something. Dub. Well, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, well, just monumental poor decisions do you think that the bears like past five years should be considered a total failure at this point no well it depends what like that's a very kind of you know they've just been kind of trundling along making no kind of express the problem with the bears is that they've basically been the same team for a hundred years aside from that one year i think do we agree that Andy Dalton is an upgrade on Mitch Trubisky? Absolutely. This is the conversation I was yeah. having with Emma. They might actually yeah. win more games with Dalton, but their ceiling is so defined. <laughs> like, you I mean, know exactly you... how good that team is going to be. If you're a Bears fan, what are you excited about? Because they tried to sign Kenny Golladay, didn't get him. They brought back Alan Robinson, who has another totally mediocre quarterback throwing him the ball. David Montgomery was basically a statistical... Like he showed up on the stats, but if you watched him run last year, it wasn't anything really to write home about. Yep. Their offensive line is better. Their defense is getting worse. And I think it's just... Uh, it didn't make any moves that, that screamed, we want to be a Super Bowl contender. <laughs> Of their moves screamed, we want to go nine and seven, and at most one playoff game, if we get extremely lucky, and we want to, 
you know, I think next year probably we're going to be seeing the Bears in the, the wild card round as a six or seven seed at most. And I think it's going to be the same as this year where they had just, they just got blown out by the Saints. And everyone sat there and like, why are they here? Yeah. <laughs> to be that team that you're looking at every season, you're like, why? It's like, be bad or be good. Make your yeah. mind. Yeah. They, they weren't exactly a sort of a glowing, a glowing indictment of the seven seven team off season. I'm sorry, seventeen playoffs were they? Like, no. You saw. Yeah, well, oh, gone. I was just going to say, yeah, Max is exactly right. They look. They're they're doing what bad teams do, which is not react. They're not trying to rebuild. They're not trying to reload. Or equally, they're not trying to like tear it down to rebuild. They're just sort of like floating on a current. In a position to draft a quarterback either. Yeah. Maybe in the second round they might. If Matt Jones is there, maybe. But you're trying to sell the the fan base on Foles and Dalton, and we know who Foles and Dalton are all too well. Yeah. All too well. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord, do we all know? Moving on in the NFC North. Um, there wasn't really too many other moves for two of the teams. We'll start with your Vikings, Ed. Pat Peterson, one-year, ten million deal, and a whole bag of PEDs. It's yeah. Um, I don't think he'll actually play much. I think he's like being paid for his leadership, but you know, it, it is what it is. There are probably cheaper, better corners out there, but Zimmer likes to have a an older head in his quarterback room. Do you mean cornerback? It was plan B. Cornerback couldn't convince Terrence Newman to come back out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they were on the phone with Terrence Newman at forty-one. He could probably still cover like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the other pick, which I think is a an under the radar pickup for the Vikings, is Dalvin uh, Tomlinson. Tomlinson. Yeah, two year, twenty-two million dollars. Good, good price for a guy like that on your D line. Mm-hmm. He immediately provides the biggest upgrade to what in my mind for the Vikings was the biggest position of need going into the draft. So I'm not, I don't think, obviously we've lost talent. We've lost Cal Rudolph to the giants. We've lost Anthony Harris to the Eagles. Those guys are going to need replacing, but I think that the Vikings are very much in it to win it in the NFC North at this point. Okay. (laughs) Earlier this week that, Irv Smith signed with the Patriots on a two-year contract. You talking about that has just reminded me about my Irv Smith dream. (laughs) (laughs) I had a dream. It was like Irv Smith catched eight touchdowns in debut season with the Patriots. I woke up. (laughs) (laughs) Swerving into your dreams. Um, The Packers had... I was trying to look for any moves at all and I could only find the Aaron Jones re-signing, which, you know, is a it's a good move. Four years, forty eight million dollars. Aaron Jones getting paid yeah. and he's got a lot of got a lot of mileage left in those legs, which is gonna be good for the Packers, but did I miss anything, Max? Was there anything else? They restructured a bunch of guys. They're probably going to extend Devonta Adams and probably look at restructuring Aaron Rodgers' contract. Overall, they've not done much. I think there's quite a few of those second-tier 
wide veteran receivers still out there. The receiving market's been quite slow, so they might go for that. But I mean, it's not in, it's not package edition, really, is it, to go out and make a splash at this time? Yeah. New calendar. I mean, you forgot the big one, which is that the um, preseason MVP Tim Boyle left. <laughs> it's a show. No, it's dying. But maybe Jordan Love will be active for a game day in 2021. Now. <laughs> not though who knows <laughs> I do think the Aaron Jones thing is worth just hitting on quickly because you know the conventional wisdom is that you don't pay running backs but I do think the Aaron Jones situation is a bit it's a bit different I think the Packers he could have made more on the market but I also think they paid more than just franchise tagging him mm. sort of a, yeah. a uh, uh, between the two somewhere and I think yeah Aaron Jones has never had more than you know like 270 or something touches in a season compared to guys like Dalvin Cook and Derek Henry who have basically picked that much in the first 10 weeks of an average season yeah I think there's reason to do it and with Matt LaFleur's scheme as well having both Aaron Jones out there like 50% of the time AJ Dillon out there forty percent of the time. I think it makes sense for both sides. I think it keeps the Packers' offense. I think they can keep teams off balance with their varied running attack. And I think Aaron Jones stays home in a scheme where he's going to be maximised going forwards. Yep. Um, I'm pretty happy to move on to the team that we all really don't want to root for right now. Uh, my notes <laughs> just say "fuck the Lions, they suck." Uh, traded Matt Stafford for Jared Goff, ate his cap, got some picks. They'll probably blow those picks. They always do. Jamal Williams signed a two-year, $7.5 million deal. Josh Hill was an undisclosed deal. I don't care. And then they got a very disgruntled Michael Brockers, who just a few days earlier ragged on how Jared Goff wasn't very good and LA can win something now and has now got to spend a few lunch times in the cafeteria awkwardly smiling and waving at Jared Goff from across the other end of the hallway. <laughs> What a fucking thing. bum franchise. I hate them. Day day one of practice, Jared Goff's going to be standing and Michael Brockers can just reach out and touch him. <laughs> like, that's, that's the level of involvement these guys are going to have. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Well, they brought him on to bite off his kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. All right. I will. I think that's enough. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll move on very swiftly. Probably for the best. <laughs> Has anyone got any preferred destinations? From the from the division wise, because uh, I was thinking AFC East. Oh, why not? Okay, and what better place to start than New England, who basically pushed the boat out this free agency? They mm. signed. I've got I've got the list here: Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Kendrick Bourne, Matt Judon, Kyle Van Noy, Jalen Hills, Henry Anderson, and oh, what is his fucking name? Uh, another centre as well. They also re-signed Cam uh, Newton and David Andrews, and then traded for Trent Brown. Somebody, some, uh, Ted Karras. Ted Karras, Karras that's the one. That's the centre. Yeah. Um, you're forgetting Devon Godshow. You're forgetting Dietrich Wise Jr. They I, are... I was just talking about any names <laughs> that were remotely important. <laughs> Devon Godshow is like quietly a very good defensive tackle, but like it. I was talking to James, uh, James Pike for the listeners, and he was sort of saying that he was really excited about it and he thought that the Patriots were finally like doing something and like 
trying to prove that finally going to be good again. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what I mean is like they were trying to prove that 2020 isn't the future of the Patriots. It's like just a one year blip, and like I cannot imagine like this this could go either way. They could go 12 and four, or they could go four and 12. I think four and twelve is a little bit of a strong. Yeah, but well, went, I do... so when you think about how Cam played last year, they went yeah. seven and nine. I think their their minimum floor is like six and ten to me. I mean, you well, say that, but all of the other teams. I mean, even obviously, we should like point out that nothing is set in stone in this league, and the Jets will always, the Patriots will always have the Jets number, but like. I can't see him winning a divisional game, the Patriots, even with their improved lineup. Uh, I don't understand your scepticism. To it's that fine. I, can, I guess I can see him beating the Jets twice, but I can't see him beating the Bills or the Dolphins. I can absolutely see them taking the Dolphins. I think Belichick, if he has any semblance of a pass rush, you hope they would bring in Godshaw, Hudon, and most importantly, probably even in the height of back. Yeah. I think he can easily just like fry <laughs> the brother <laughs> to her and, and Josh Allen, who obviously took a massive leap, but I think Josh Allen can still be forced into some pretty head scratching errors at times, even though the offense that he's in is basically max up to maximize, you know, or, or rather minimize the chance of that happening. Um but I do think that I I like it. I think if you see it, it's sort of smashed desperation. You'd be absolutely correct. But they had the worst receiving core in the year in the in the year last league. Damir um, <laughs> Bird was their number one receiver. I mean, he's like their number five receiver now. You know, yeah. Belichick and both Belichick and Cam extremely reliant on having good tight ends. I would say they've got good tight ends now. I mean, yeah. You're not gonna, you know, I wouldn't wax lyrical about Tony Smith. He's he's a very athletic player, but he's not, you know, Gronk too. But it's an upgrade on Ryan Izzo and whoever was there back there. Yeah, Seth Devolve. <laughs> <laughs> the legend Seth Devolve. Seth Devolve. They were climbing the depths last year, so yeah, yeah that that two key regions that they need to improve in. You certainly will see more than the 400 receiving yards total that their tight end tight end room got last year. <laughs> I do think Cam sort of started the season okay last year, and I mean, it was the worst quarterback situation in the league almost, you know. And I think he really was affected by having COVID. I think it was quite apparent. Like when you think about how he played against like the Seahawks, and I think he had a great game against the Raiders too. There's lots of reasons to be optimistic if you're a Patriots fan. I do think I would expect them maybe not to win the division, but certainly to be a playoff team in 2021. Yeah. Um, Moving on in the AFC East, the Dolphins uh, had a bit of a weird one where they sort of, they signed Will Fuller, they got Matt Skur on a one-year deal. They, They signed Isaiah Wilson, who... We've sort of paid a little bit of attention to recently the the ex Titans uh, first round pick of last year, who was cut by the Titans, 
and then signed by the Dolphins and has now been cut again because he missed four team events and has shown a disregard for the for the game. It's a bit of a sad situation, isn't it, really, for Isaiah Wilson? It's almost as though, like, there's definitely something going off. Yeah, something's gone deeply wrong there for, like, such a prospect to mm-hmm. just completely crash and burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely true, but the... it's difficult, isn't it? Because we, we don't know what's going on with the player. Yeah. He made some very questionable decisions last year, including, like, going to, like, parties at the universities and all that sort of thing so it's not like the guy is a saint and all of this but it's such a strange time to see a first round pick out of the league in less than a full calendar year since the draft yeah um i think i think that the dolphins are probably more looking at at the draft than anything though for for their actual team building wise i mean their receiving core last year was it was fine but i felt like if they had like a proper a proper threat, it felt like Devontae Parker didn't quite live up to his sort of performances too well. I mean, Fitzpatrick made it work, but Fitzpatrick will make anything work and we'll come on to him in a minute. Um, but they needed to get two or some additional help. I don't I don't see a problem with them getting an extra lineman in Matt Scurry, and I don't think that Will Fuller is a bad pickup at all. And I think that they will look at the fact that they've got the third overall pick in the draft this year and they'll be going after either Jamar Chase or uh, Devonta Smith, that's for sure. So, I think you could trade down and still get one of those guys at like round six or seven. I think the Panthers would be a team if yeah. Sean Watson who would pay a lot to move up to the third pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Dolphins have got quite a lot of good sort of avenues that they can go down and obviously as well Brian Flores was a great coach last year as well I think that he will continue to build on his his sort of successes of last year they were very unlucky not to have made the playoffs is all I'll say what are you guys thoughts just before we move on on Mike Kosicki he is a pretty solid tight end I've always thought of him as like would be far better as a tight end too if they got like a real splash player but He's a pretty solid option. He's definitely not. He's not, he's not a bad the top player right now. Yeah. Okay. Where are we going next? Uh, Bills. Home of Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, who signed a two point five million year. Uh, sorry, two point five million deal, one year. They also got Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, so you know, getting an additional wide receiver to help out Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs, who. Both took strides, helping Josh Allen. And then they re-signed Matt Milano as well, which I think is probably the best move that they made, really, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, he's an off-the-ball off linebacker being paid like a defensive end. like that. That's to the level to which they like Matt Milano in Buffalo, and they should because he is one of the best sort of weak-side linebackers out there, especially with Tremaine Edmonds playing the mic. Like... They have an incredibly solid linebacking core and they are so much better with him on the field. Yeah. You know, it sort of showed last year because didn't, didn't he like miss three of the first four games and that was Buffalo's like worst defensive performance all year and then he came back and all of a sudden they were just like lighting teams up defensively. Nobody could move the ball on them and it's just because Matt Milano just occupies so much so much space, so much mind for the for the opposition. He's a, he's, he's of, a good guy. 
A good guy. A good guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the rare linebackers that can cover like a nickel corner, isn't he? Like that's that's the value that he has in that team. Yeah. Um, I didn't really see anything else of note from the Bills, but I mean Matt Hawk has signed a deal, but those were the real three that. Stood well, the crazy, out. the crazy part is that they've signed Matt Hawk, which means where's 2020's best punter Corey Bohawk was ending up. Best punter. So what did you just say? I said punter. <laughs> you definitely I said did punter. not. You definitely did not. <laughs> So I'm waiting on this. I said punter, didn't That's I? Absolutely not. <laughs> Did I not? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Wash that mouth out. Oh, <laughs> uh, said poor, you know. <laughs> poor, poor. <laughs> poor Rico Hawkins. Yeah, it was. That's that's a weird one. It's a weird one to me. It's like this guy. It... <sighs> I don't know how much I want to go into Corey Bohawkwes right now, but he was literally the best punter since the early 2000s. It's weird that they got rid. I, I guess it probably just means that... I mean, Matt Hawk isn't exactly like an unserviceable guy. He's a very good punter. He's not quite Corey Bohawkwes, but at the same time, like, maybe... They really want... need him to be. Yeah, it, it's a punter. I love punters, but... <laughs> You get like one of the top ten, and that's it. You're set. Okay, fine. I d- I, d- I guess I'm just like, you know, with the real nitty gritty of roster construction. <laughs> if you can get the best, and in for gold. I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> anyone quite as wax lyrical as. <laughs> I'm sure that there'll be plenty more punter moves going on around the league. Um, yes. And then finally, the Jets, who Keelan Cole, one year, five, uh, $5 million. Corey Davis was the sort of main splash wide receiver, though. Three years, $37 million. Corey Davis, I don't ever regard as being like a, even like a, a high performing wide receiver. He was almost like, he got infinitely better when he wasn't being relied on as the main guy in Tennessee. And in fact, he was probably far better when they had two guys that were ahead of him in the depth chart, and then it's like, okay, well, fine, Corey Davis is here, but he was a he was a top ten wide receiver by PFF last year, though. Yeah, but PFF <laughs> also top bollocks. It is like... helped out by the situations that he's playing in. Absolutely, it is. He's got but... a very specific skill set as a receiver, I think, and I don't know. If... I don't know if the Jets are going to be leading on him to be the number one guy. I think their other big pickup was Carl uh, Lawson, the, yeah. the end, um, released by the Bengals, and he's been—he's probably one. He was probably one of the better available pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to transform your team. I mean, he's an upgrade on whoever they had there last year. Well, Henry Anderson, who was going to the Patriots—that's who they had there. Yeah, he's definitely not great with Henry Anderson, but they still would really want to have someone, a third guy on the line with Quinn and Williams, just to... Well, they get CJ Mosley back this year. The the Jets' interior defensive line was the best interior defensive line in the NFL last year. Like, I'm not saying, like, go really deep on, like, your your watching of this, but the Jets' interior were great. It's just because they had no pass rushers to, like, finish the job. Mm. That's why they got so few sacks. So... I think Carl, what's it, Carl Lawson will be Carl a wonderful, Lawson. wonderful addition for the Jets as long as they can keep that interior rotation healthy. Yeah, I agree to that. Um, 
they also uh, put the franchise tag on Marcus May, who was was a real standout player anyway when Jamal uh, Jamal Adams was was in the back. Well, uh, in the in the team, then he. Jamal Adams leaves and Marcus May gets to be the main guy at safety and absolutely performs way above what anyone was expecting if you'd not really been paying attention to him. I really like Marcus May. Um, I was kind of hoping that he'd have got paid and gone to a team that actually had a chance to do something, but, you know, hey-ho, he's, he's, stayed, at, he's stayed at the Jets and taken a franchise tag for a year, so cool, I guess. Um, anywhere next, Sam... Do you want to talk uh, about those giants and head yeah, over to the not? NFC East? Yeah. Okay. It's the other side of MetLife Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, pop over to the blue side of the dressing room. Okay. Uh, yeah, the the Giants have been making some uh, quite a little moves. Um, I mean, obviously, was it yesterday or the day before? We find Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, they've been severely lacking at wide receiver for a long time now. I mean, since I, Adele left, really. I have um, it. I have it on good authority that he has injured his hand signing his contract, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. Dislocated finger. Six weeks. He's made some. He's made some. Odd moves, right? I'm looking at the list now. You signed Carl Rudolph. Uh, yeah. From Minnesota. I think it's a decent pick. Not gonna. Not gonna rub Not gonna light up the offense. Yeah. But then they've got they've signed John Ross, Mike Glennon. They got they had to nail down the the long snapper and fullback positions, obviously. Yeah. Devontae Devonte Booker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the It's like they signed a bunch of like third wave free agency guys. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's a bit of a confusing one, but um, you know, I'm I'm happy with it. Also picked up uh, Fad Odenikbo. Am I saying that all right? Odenibo. Yeah, you basically. You basically there's, there's been a weird sort of like shared chemistry between the uh, the Giants and Vikings. It just seems yeah. like players are like, you know what? <laughs> fancy the lights, fancy the city boys. <laughs> Off there's, you there's pop. An express like tunnel between <laughs> New York and they're like, do you want to go to Seattle? And like, oh, it's so close. <laughs> <laughs> Odenabo yeah. is a very very good player. Like yeah, he very good. He's yeah. He, he's not entirely suited to the Giants, or really was to the Vikings. He's like a three-four defensive end, but you know, it's certainly it's certainly a good player to have. Sam's just being delivered more food. <laughs> it's cake. I had, I had, my, I had my meal. <laughs> yeah, made some confusing pickups, at least on the surface of it. Resigned Leonard Williams, which I think was a, a fairly um, high priority. Um, mm. He had a, I mean, he did have a a good year last year. I think Leonard Ooh, Williams he had a very great good year. Last year. Yeah, Leonard Williams um, has been like steadily great since leaving the Jets. 
and yeah, well, moving had, dressing rooms. Yeah, he had like a slow year or two, and then yeah, last year really kind of ramped it up. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know why <laughs> I don't understand Mike Glennon, both as a talent and as a like acquisition. But just in case the Dunlans thing goes down, you always have Mike Glennon back there to uh... But but I like Colt McCoy. Yeah, this team actually somehow got better when Colt McCoy was at quarterback, as opposed to when Daniel Jones was in there. And I contest that point. (laughs) I mean, I I wouldn't. The fact that the Giants actually did play better as a whole, not not at quarterback, and they definitely lost an air in the passing game. That's for sure. But they played better and won more games with Colt McCoy in at quarterback than Daniel Jones. It's true. The problem with Mike Glennon is that he brings some serious bad juju because even though he's <laughs> he's never signed as a starter, he always starts like at least two games. Yeah. It's like a curse. Well, the Bears that... signed him as a starter. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and he started even about two Danny. games. <laughs> You're guaranteed the Glennon starts. We can, we, we can circle back to this later in the year, but if they get Barkley back healthy... They've got a decent receiving call. They're looking to, you know, get Nick Solder around. They're trying to solidify the offensive line. It's a big year for Danny. A big old year. <laughs> I think he'll be under the microscope by the NFL world at large, but especially by this podcast in 2021. <laughs> I I think he'll. I think he'll really kind of build his brand this year. <laughs> Can we move on? I don't... Oh, there's gonna be a Daniel Jones moment that gets like gift and immediately there, goes back. There already okay. was one. It was called the stumble. Every single game. Can you imagine that happening to Mike Glennon? Like it'd <laughs> He'd break like, his neck. It looked like you were playing. What had happened is his head his head would sort of fling backwards <laughs> and as he hits the floor his neck would actually his head would still be basically by his own arsehole. Tom McCoy's on the sideline shouting timber. <laughs> It'd be like a yeah. trebuchet, that thing. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because like if he gets injured, he doesn't fit <laughs> in C T machines. Gotta take him to the zoo. <laughs> oh god. Speaking of right. quarterbacks who Probably yeah, needed a CT scan or two. Dak Prescott has re-signed for the Cowboys. Four-year, hundred and sixty million dollars. It's a good. It's a good price. A good deal for a, a mm. good player. Um, he was he was unlucky to have gotten here in his contract year, but I'm glad that the Cowboys for once did something right. Good job, <laughs> Dallas. You fucks. And that was basically it. Yeah, not really made any big moves in the free agency market. They lost Chenobie Awuzie, um, a corner who was like a like a very good sort of like second corner. Uh-huh. Lost him to the Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah. It, with the with the Cowboys recently, it always feels like one step forward, one step back, doesn't it? Signing Dak is great, but they don't really have much in the way of draft capital. They don't really have much in the way of ability to like change their fortunes. Their squad is still aging. Paying Zeke and all the amount of money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, how much money do you think you you could get for just like punching women? Like, how much do you feel like you should earn? 
truthfully, I think I would probably have to pay someone. <laughs> <laughs> not for the service, but as a fine. <laughs> oh, it's not like going to one of those islands where you can hunt people. No. No, although Jerry Jones does own a, a chain of loose. <laughs> yeah, you get one of those like cards that you can stamp. <laughs> T-shirt with Zeke's face on it. <laughs> yeah. Also, talking lost... of hunting people for sport, <laughs> Fitzpatrick seems like what he's he's one particularly bad concussion away from becoming that sort of person. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Are you badmouthing Ryan Fitzpatrick you, on this podcast? I think I think whoa, whoa. Whoa. The I think the switch could be flipped on Ryan Fitzpatrick and he could become even. <laughs> Can you imagine like the shadows just like cast over his face and there's the look in his eye? Changes. Can you imagine like a Ryan, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in like Super Smash Bros. where you've got Fitzpatrick and then you've got Dark Fitzpatrick? Exactly, and if anywhere will turn you into the dark version of yourself, it is playing for the Washington football team. Damn right, baby. <laughs> One year, $10 million deal for Ryan Fitzpatrick, as well as Curtis Samuel, three-year deal, William Jackson, three-year deal, and Brendan Schiff was tagged. This is a team that's going to be scarily weird next year. <laughs> yeah, you forget um, the wide receiver. Who is the wide receiver? Oh, Curtis Samuel, you did Kurt, say. I did say Curtis Samuel. You're goddamn right I did. Scary I did my research. Scary Terry, Curtis Samuel, and Antonio Gibson all can play wide receiver, all can play running back. Like, <laughs> you could like, face some sort of like slot machine offense. <laughs> I'd like to see a formation where they move Logan Thomas back to quarterback and they put Fitz as a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. It He'd could do happen. He'd yeah. do a job. Go, but not many, not many other players. Going into their year forty season, can still gave command William that. William Jackson forty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, forty forty point five million dollars for William Jackson. Seems like a lot for William Jack. I mean, he's he did fly under the radar a bit in Cincinnati, but he's twenty nine. Yeah, it's good to be a cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I think I think outside of the the Patriots like mad spending spree, I, I think that the the moves that Washington have made are probably the best improvements for a team out of all of them in in free agency. I think yeah. everyone's made like some decent moves that will like slightly improve them, except the Bears, F fucking dumbasses. But I would um, like to talk about the Browns at some point because we, we will be. Don't worry, yeah. we'll come across onto the into the AFC North. We've still got one more team to talk about, just briefly. But yeah, I think that the WFT are going to be at least fighting for the playoffs again. And I think that they'll be a lot more fun than they were last year because Ryan Fitzpatrick's there, baby. But people have got too high on. I think people have got too high on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Kick this man from the very fun playoffs. But I think people are talking themselves into thinking he's a great quarterback, and I think <laughs> that is those true. people might have to recalibrate. I'm sure he'll have a lot of fun, but. I I love Ryan Fitzpatrick with all of my heart. I want him to I'm, succeed wherever he goes. I'm gonna hold on him being fourteen and two. <laughs> <laughs> I think the that's Eagles fair. though. Well, yeah, the Eagles made it up for thirty five seconds. Yeah. Uh, they cut Sean Jackson and then they signed Anthony Harris. They did absolutely nothing else. They had to squeeze under the cap. They they traded away Carson Wentz to the Colts and that is that is it. 
That is that is your moves for the Eagles, and I don't want to talk about really any of them except Anthony Harris. Ed, go for it. Um, after Marcus May signed his franchise tag, probably the best safety in the draft. Um, five years is considerably uh, sorry, five million one year deal is considerably less than he's worth. So I think he's trying to like bet on himself getting a a longer team contract somewhere else. Yeah. So, uh, sad to see him go because I like Anthony Harris a lot. I think the Eagles are hoping that they have the team there already and that just they're not going to be rinsed by injuries and the weird bad choo-choo around Carson. Um, uh, the problem with the Eagles in my mind is that Jalen Hurts showed nothing that he should be a starter. Like, he, he I, I did not buy the Jalen Hurts hype all. He just looked like Tyrod. I resent that. Yeah, I kind of resent that too, but yeah. I do I think, think that the jury is a little bit out on him. I do think that I do want to see more from Jalen Hurts, and we're Certainly obviously going to get a lot more fun to watch. Yeah, it was definitely yeah, a lot better Carson than fucking awful. shunky throw Carson. <laughs> He's got it in. <laughs> <laughs> what, the word shunky? Yeah, I'm going to like shunky notch my desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to, to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you, and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the Cleft Chinchilla Appeal Appeal Foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. Okay, let's move to the AFC North because Max wants to talk about the Browns and he's just gone on to mute, so let's talk about someone else. Bengals, Trey Hendrickson, four-year deal, Larry Ogunjobi, a one-year deal, Mike Hilton, four-year deal, Riley Reef a one-year deal, and then obviously Chidobia Wuzie, three-year deal as well. I think that the Bengals have made a lot of good moves. I would like to see more on the O-line. I think that Riley Reef's a good start, but I want more. Just keep Joe Burrow upright and you'll be fine. The problem is they, they can't look at Riley Reef and think, oh, we found our left tackle, let's not draft Panay Sewell. Like, that would be a very foolish thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> because Riley Reef is like a, a, fairly, a fairly decent... He, he certainly played as... He certainly wasn't the worst Vikings O-lineman of the past sort of recent years, but... He is a replacement level player. That that's says to, that's, that's yeah. how the Bengals roll, though. They've just got a bunch of replacement level players. Like at least Riley Reef has been a starter somewhere. It's, it's not fucking. Oh, what's his name now? The dude that. Do you mean Bobby Hart? Bobby Hart. Of course, I mean Bobby Hart. <laughs> it's not Bobby Hart. It's better than Bobby Hart. It's an immediate upgrade. Uh, and I think as well, like Trey Hendrickson replaces the hole that Carl Lawson left very well um it'll be fun to watch him play well yeah larry ogunjobi is a good 
defensive tackle. I mean, they cut Geno Atkins um, to save cap space, but Geno Atkins was on the downswing, on a hard downswing as well. He he did not play well last year. Um, um, that represents a, a, a small change for Cincy because before they'd have before this year they'd have kept AJ Green and they'd have kept Geno Smith. Yeah. Sorry, Geno Atkins long past their sell by date. Yeah. I think as well the the move that I think works best for them is is they have uh they have well uh, Mackenzie Alexander still um who's great. They have Jesse Bates who's great. I quite like the addition of Mike Hilton in the slot. I've been I've been a I've been a big fan of Mike Hilton in Pittsburgh and I think he brings a dimension. He can he can rush the quarterback from the slot better than I'm going to put it out there any cornerback in in the game right now. Um he's a great blitz guy and he's also pretty good in coverage. I think I think that's a smart pickup on a 24 million dollar deal as well. The problem is that I I was just thinking about this as you spoke, and they've got like four slot corners and like no outside corners. That's because mm. Awuzie is kind of like a weak side slot corner. Like Mac- Mackenzie Alexander is certainly a slot corner, so they might be wanting to play Mike Hilton outside. Yeah, on the based on the money he's on. Which, to be fair, I mean he he has done it on occasion. Uh, he was pretty solid at it, but he's definitely better as a slot guy. So yeah, you might be right on that front. Maybe they just overloaded at the slot and absolutely nothing else. Um, moving on to the Browns, uh, the deals that I sort of pointed out was Rashad Higgins, Cody Parkey came back, uh, Tack McKinley, the walking fucking ambulance service, um, and then John Johnson, who was fresh off of running for presidency in Futurama, signed a three-year, thirty-three million dollar deal. So, Max, what did you want to talk about this Browns free agency for? Just wanted to say, like, the Browns didn't make any like huge splash moves, but I do think, yeah, bringing in guys like John Johnson, they got Troy Hill as well. Yeah, he's still in LA. Um, I think they've brought back uh, they brought back Cody Parkey, which might contradict the point I'm about to make. But I think, think, and many people have said this and been horribly wrong, I think the Browns as a franchise might have stumbled into being a real franchise because they've made some moves that you look at it and you think, that's a player who addresses a need that they have, who has played enough that you think, uh, we know what this guy's all about, we know what he can do like John Johnson and I just think they might be good they might have a they might win the AFC North they might I think the I, only I thing think I'll say about the Johnson also around that like <laughs> they they played fantastically last year I think that should have shed any doubt that they're no longer just kind of the bumbling younger brother in that division yeah I mean, the the thing that I would say about the John Johnson signing that I find strange is the fact that they drafted Grant Delpit last year. Mm. Like, those two play in the same position. So that uh, they might be sort of thinking, oh, this safety we drafted. It was he in the first like, in the first round, like second. early second round. They might be sort of thinking, oh, we're not as frosty on this guy as we once were. But I think I think I think you're absolutely right in saying that they are grasping legitimacy. 
Yeah, they're close. They're definitely close. I think that the fact that I've I've never rated Cody Parkey and it's all because of the double doink that ruined the Bears' one chance at happiness in 35 years. And them bringing him back, like, on the surface is like a, oh, shit, Cody Parkey's back. Oh, boring. They're going to miss some kicks or whatever. But, like, quietly, Cody Parkey was pretty consistent for the Browns after he signed. Like, he steadied the ship in what was essentially the Browns' worst position, which was kicker uh, in the past couple of years, I think. Because they, they never had, like, a guy that they could truly rely on. And they were always, like, going for it on, like, the 40-yard line because they were too unsteady about their kicker or they'd, like, punt at the 40, uh, like the 41. And it's like, Ung. get a kicker in, guys. Try that. Maybe, but don't spend like eight months trying to do kicker tryouts instead of planning an offense like the last team that wanted Cody Parkey did. Um, but Cody Parkey is a, a quietly consistent guy and it steadies the ship and I think that the Browns have made a good move there. Baltimore, guys. The kind of move that a smart franchise makes. Yeah, it is. And I know they're going to go 5-11 next year. Well, the thing is, we've all been we've been talking about it as though it's the usual manner, but there is one piece of news that isn't officially confirmed, but it is basically there, and that is the addition of a seventeenth game. No longer will we ever have an eight and eight team, which is sad to me because going five hundred is the epitome of these teams that we've been talking about are not bad enough to rebuild, not good enough to reload just sitting in the middle ground and they go 8-8 eight and eight every year. Did any teams go 8-8 eight and eight last year? I don't believe so. I yeah. think last year was one of the... Oh, hold on. Did the Cardinals go 8-8? Eight eight? Maybe. I'm in, my sure. mind, if, in my mind, it's the Cardinals or no one. <laughs> but yeah, there, there is going to be a 17th game, so... Well, it's not officially confirmed, but it's basically there, like I say. So, yeah. 5-11 and 11 doesn't quite sit right. It'll be 6-11. and 11. But, I don't, but I don't think that the Browns will be anywhere near that level of crap. For the listeners, that Max was saying that the Raiders went 8-8, and eight, but it's... That we, takes out. We do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like John Gruden's whole MO in the 20th century. <laughs> What's he going to do? Is he going to try and fight for 9-8? and eight? Oh, oh it's just the, uh, saying it out loud is wrong. Do you want to hit the Pittsburgh? Uh, can do, yeah. There wasn't really very much uh, from Pittsburgh. Cam Sutton was re-signed on a, on a two-year $9 million deal. Zach Banner, $9.5 million over two years. But then Juju Smith-Schuster, who for this entire, like, ever since the season finished... Me and me and Ed have been discussing and fucking Ed was like, What do you think about Juju? And I'd always be like, I think he's going. I think he deserves to get paid. I think he's gone. I like the guy. I really like him, but I think he's gone. We can't afford him, etc. etc. So it came as a fucking surprise when out of nowhere Juju Smith Schuster signs a deal with the Steelers for eight million dollars, which is it's not very much, is it? For I mean, if Corey Davis is gonna get paid like Thirty-five million dollars or whatever it is over three years. I feel like Juju. He could have got an awful lot more than that. He could he have gotten a lot more. Wanted two up six. Um, my notes on this one say that he beat out more money from the Ravens, Chiefs, and Eagles. Uh, all all of them offered more money plus incentives as well, and he re-signed with the Steelers. Um, and I love Juju Smith-Schuster. 
Stunt on them hoes, Juju. Stunt on them the... hoes. He doesn't cover, want to have cover to like... into my heart, boy. <laughs> that talk. <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't want to have to like explain to a whole new set of like weird old boomer executives what TikTok is. <laughs> yeah, he knows he can get his like Pokemon cards and Pittsburgh. He's there to stay. Damn right. I- I'm loving it. And with the extended cap coming up, what's not to say that he doesn't get paid anyway after this year? So, yeah. The biggest um, question mark is whether they have a quarterback who can throw them the ball next year. Yeah, Ben. That's probably a discussion for another day. Ben's coming back, uh, but he's he's <laughs> he definitely does not fill me with all of that much confidence, yeah. especially considering that last year when he was throwing the ball forty-five times in a game, when in reality that was never going to be a successful thing. And to be fair. If you're making your 38-year-old coming off of elbow surgery quarterback throw the ball that many times because you can't get a run game going, then what the fuck are you doing as an offensive coordinator? My fa- my my favorite move of the entire offseason is that Randy Feekner was fired and that Matt Canada was brought in. So that's that's my that's my take. That's it. I knew, I knew that Sam was going to laugh at the name Matt Canada. I Matt could just Canada. see it in his yeah. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what's going to happen now if Pittsburgh continues their kind of decline and Feeksner's not around to be almost the entire topic of our podcast week to week? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't the entire topic, but he no. definitely did deserve a lot of attention because of how bad the scheming was pretty much every game. Yeah. I mean, he, certainly the best thing for the team's run game is to have got rid of him. Yeah. But, like, I mean, who's the backup? Is it still Mason Rudolph? Uh, it's still Rudolph. They're, they're, there's four quarterbacks in the room and none of them really fill me with hope outside of don't say Dwayne Haskins. Don't no, say no, 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 no. I was going to say there's four in the room, and the only one that's even a remote starter is Roethlisberger. Rudolph played well against the Browns, but I want to see him do more. Yeah, Haskins. Very isolated incident. Yeah, uh, Haskins. Haskins is very good at calling four verticals from the huddle. Yeah, if Haskins actually learns how to be a quarterback, then sure, maybe back up. He's not sticking around. It's a very low risk deal that we brought him in on, and then Josh Dobbs was mediocre at best. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> the man whose head looks like a helmet. The the only thing about Josh Dobbs that has given me any like joy at all is that we traded him to Jacksonville. They cut him immediately, and we brought him back. Like we got we got like a third round pick out of Josh Dobbs, and then we still kept him. That's the only thing. The only thing that Josh Dobbs has done as a stealer is that, so cool. But to be fair, the the move that the the move that I quite like is Cam Sutton. I think he's a good player. I think him staying around for two years is good. Uh especially with Mike Hilton leaving. There's also rumours that Steven Nelson apparently has been told to seek a trade, but I don't know how much is in that. Um but that'd be a shame because Steven Nelson has been great uh, as a Steeler. But yeah, I don't think that it's going to be a great year for us next year by all 
by all intents and purposes. We've got a tough division. We've got a tough, uh, tough schedule, and our team is on, is on sort of like reload potential yeah. rebuild it's, watch. It's, it's like fine. one of those houses in like Thai fishing villages, which is on like those stilts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it weird that like aside from Minka Fitzpatrick, like every every Steelers DB in recent memory is just like Mike Jones. Will Davis, <laughs> like none of them are excitingly named at all. <laughs> Sean Davis, uh, Artie Burns, Artie Burns, Sutton, yeah. Mike Hilton, <laughs> Joe Hayden, <laughs> Stephen. Like Artie Burns is is kind of a Artie Burns sounds like what would have been the heir to Mister Burns's throne if he didn't have Larry Burns. So what you're saying is you just you literally just stole the word Burns from that. Yeah, but the, word... the defensive back called by signing Mackinson Dorlayan. Stir the pot a little bit in Pittsburgh. Uh, then moving over but to yeah. the Ravens, who I don't think they just, didn't really do just anything. Before we oh. move over to the Ravens, okay. I know Tom, you said that you know you're not terribly hopeful about the Steelers' season coming up. What do you think of Mark Sessler's assertion that we now live in a post-Steelers society? I mean. That's that's kind of what the eighties and nineties were. I it's fine. Teams teams drop off a bit. Sometimes teams come back. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna. Sometimes clip teams that. never it's, arrive. <laughs> I'm gonna clip that. It's fine. And if if you ever have like an extended run, I'll just fade it out and just fade that in. Like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it does make does make me wonder whether we're gonna get like. 2020 Tom, who was sort of resigned, or 2019 Tom, who was furious. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> that 2021 Tom is gonna be kind of just willful nihilism. The the, <laughs> the majority of the the outrage from 2019 was that Patriots game where Randy Finkner called like five plays all game and just kept doing it back to back to back, expecting different outcomes. That pissed me off. And then also like. But you can't ride that out of a whole season. <laughs> what? No, I'm just saying. Like that—that yeah. that was the most like outrage. And then also the the whole incident. Like that was that was the thing. <laughs> there were things that would actually have pissed everyone off. But it it is kind of unnerving. Like going back and listening to old episodes where I've met you for the second time and you just being like blisteringly angry at Randy <laughs> It's fine. Uh, <laughs> It'd be right. So anyway, right. the Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah. I've got here Kevin Zeitler signed a three-year deal. Tyus Bowser signed a four-year deal. I didn't really get anything else from the Ravens. They they are hemorrhaging talent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Matt yeah. Judon's left. Orlando, um, Orlando Pace. No, not Orlando Pace. Orlando, Orlando Brown, Brown is rumored to be leaving because um, they won't play him at left tackle because they've already got a decent left tackle. Like, <laughs> I don't really understand. <laughs> you can't both be the left tackle. <laughs> but um, yeah, they, they they seem a worse team than the one that entered free agency, which is a rare thing because not not a lot of teams actually look that way. But there's just not. There's mm. nothing exciting about the Ravens so far. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have any have anything else. You pretty much touched on it perfectly. Should yeah. we move on? Cool. NFC West. 
NFC West works for me. Um, we'll start with the Cardinals, who... Why are we looking? Mr. Biscuit. <laughs> yes, yeah, Buffalo Biscuit, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, someone's got to light a fire on Jeff Allen's ass. Yeah, and I don't think that it's going to be Mitch Kissing titties. <laughs> okay. Oh. Right. Is there much to talk about the NFC West? Yeah, Matt know. Stafford arrived. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Leonard Floyd re-signed with the Rams on a four-year, $64 million deal. That's it for the Rams. Michael Brockers left. Uh, don't care. Well, I, I mean, you say that, but their two best DBs also left, both to join Cleveland. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey's in Cleveland? Sorry. not <laughs> Jalen Ramsey. I, I meant... Yeah. I, I forgot about Jalen Ramsey's existence. He's gonna. He, he's gonna know about that. He's gonna find out that <laughs> the armored car is gonna pull up outside my house. <laughs> Arizona had a great 2015 off season. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. Signing JJ Watt, Matt Prater, Rod Hudson, and AJ Green. It does feel <laughs> yeah. a little bit like the Arizona retirement home. It's, Although it's... Rod Hudson is a great pickup. Is, yeah, is all I will say. Fucking third round pick, the Raiders are going to trade him away for what? They could have got a first round pick if they didn't say they were going to cut him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that immediately lowered <laughs> the bar. It's <laughs> like, oh yeah, no shit. All right, we're readying up a deal, boys. Let's trade away this first round. The Raiders are planning on cutting third, third well, round. This is the problem with the Raiders, right? Because they, I mean, I know we're not discussing them, but they famously can't self-scout the talent in their building. <laughs> like, imagine looking at Rodney Hudson and thinking, you know, he's worth nothing. Let's just get rid. <laughs> you know, my favourite thing is that the Raiders' entire... We've just talked about the Raiders now. Um, my favourite thing we're, about we're, the Raiders... We're realigning the divisions. <laughs> <laughs> they... They basically only had a good O-line last year and everything else was just sort of around that. And now they've just chosen to just get rid of that O-line and now they don't have anything. Well, no. Good job! No, they've kept the awful beer-swilling redneck We'll come come on to him in a second. We'll come come on to him when we talk about the fucking Raiders. Cardinals. (laughs) AJ Green, fine. Didn't do very much. JJ Watt is good. If JJ cool. Watt's been fine, if he could ever be like 45% of what he was in like 2014, alongside Chandler Jones, yeah. he could do yeah. some yeah. yeah, those. I mean, those two are the two most sacks in the, the 2010s, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and now the Cardinals have got both of them, albeit as 50-year-old men. Who are those receivers? Because no, I've got AJ Green, but I won't hold my hopes out. DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> well, Larry Fitzgerald's a free agent Larry still. They have Chris. I mean, Christian Kirk is like a good wide receiver too. Yeah. Um, they have Andy Isabella. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, Andy Isabella and JJ Ortega Whiteside are very similar. Like throwing Hunter Renfro, and you've got yourself a deal. Do you know, um, on in Madden 2019, uh, sorry, Madden 20, when it came out, um, Andy Isabella was rated an 86. Fuck off. <laughs> no, he so wasn't. Sorry. Yeah, he was. I thought that this was just in your like long going save where you got him to an eighty six. No, he he was like a ninety five. Like <laughs> that's where I got him to. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to big things from Andy Isabella. And <laughs> Andy <laughs> Isabella is the Cardinals equivalent of Alan Lazard. Is all I'm saying. Oh. 
The biggest contract in free agency was in the NFC West. Was uh, it? It was Trent, Trent Williams, Williams re-signing yeah. with the Niners. The silverback. The best thing about the Trent Williams signing was the fact that Trent Williams, David Bakhtiari, Lane Johnson, and Mitchell Schwartz were talking about contracts on Twitter. Well, I was just going to talk about the fact that the 49ers very smartly have signed him for six years, but it's more like two, three-year deals that they can choose to opt out of after the third year. Like, that's that's a smart move. Um, the 49ers actually made a couple of smart moves because the juice is back. Kyle Juszczyk <laughs> is back in the building for five more years. Yeah, but... I love Kyle Juszczyk. I love Kyle Juszczyk, but there's still there's still planning on rolling out Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, but they got Alex Mack to protect him this time. Ah, ah. It's not the problem. I feel is like that Alex he... Mack has played for Kyle Shanahan under like three different teams. <laughs> yeah, he played from in Cleveland, in Atlanta, and now in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. he really likes him. Nobody yeah, else does, but he, well, Kyle Shanahan does. I mean, centers love <laughs> centers love outside zone. Like that's the general rule of thumb is that centers prefer outside zone because it means they do something. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it, they've still got Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want to. I don't ever want anyone to talk to me about the 49ers unless they don't have Jimmy Garoppolo. Because my well, response they, is Jimmy Garoppolo. They got rid of Nick Mullins, so they don't even have that backup plan of fun. <laughs> yeah, they got the CJ. DJ, as he's known, because <laughs> he's sitting behind that offensive line, spinning the decks of the offense. <laughs> that was awful. They also got Samson Ebrukan, by the way, just in case anyone really cared. He's uh, just a decent. He missedly scored two touchdowns in that game against the Chiefs in 2019. Yeah, the the sort of um, the ketchup and mustard derby. <laughs> condiment bowl um finally the seahawks they re-signed chris carson while everyone was asleep the main deal really though is that they managed to avoid trading russell wilson to the bears that that was the that was the best bit of business that the seahawks made i'm surprised that anyone ever took that russell wilson trade thing seriously yeah such a russell wilson thing to do to be like you know what i'm gonna I'm gonna have people take me seriously now. <laughs> definitely didn't. Definitely didn't have an entire city on strings. No. In fact, the entire state of Illinois was just like sitting by the phone waiting for Russell Wilson <laughs> trade news, only to find yeah. that Andy Dalton showed up like some order off of yeah. Wish. <laughs> by the door was... in that prom dress. Russell Wilson was sitting in his in his mansion. He's like. <laughs> What should I do? I can't believe stood me up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, where are we going next? They also got Gerald Everett. Yeah. He scored a touchdown in that Chiefs versus Rams game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can I point out something? I mentioned it on Twitter the other day. Did you you guys know that the Seahawks have three picks in this draft? Yeah. Three? Three Three. total. Uh, yeah. Third time lucky. <laughs> and they, do they have any in the first round? No. I don't have, I have a second. Nickel corner from, I don't know, Kathleen Christian. <laughs> <laughs> What's, you know, when you're, because you guys, I'm guaranteeing you've all done it. What's your university when you do your created character on Madden? Wisconsin. 
<laughs> Mine's really boring. I just go, I just go, go pit. pit. Yeah. Mine's always Appalachian State. Yes, it is. Mountaineers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, where to now? We left with we left with three divisions. Three this... divisions and thirty. The way we've done this is like the Alan Partridge the World Cup <laughs> signpost thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, want, do you guys want to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders? I think that we should talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I'll play the spike. <laughs> there we go. It's been edited in. We'll all just have to just imagine it. Did no you, singing it, just imagine it. Did you guys see that the um, the Raiders pretty much signed Kenyon Drake so they could make a Drake and Josh reference about their running backs? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Fucking piece of shit. Well, they had Josh Jacobs and they signed Kenyon Drake to like sort of mid-tier starting running back money. No, Theo Riddick is still in the league. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm looking at the, do you know, what? I'm looking at the Raiders pickup, and I somehow haven't noticed any of these. Yeah, what? I I only it's saw done. Kenyon Drake because in my fantasy chat, I've got a Cardinals fan and a Raiders fan, and that is it. They sent the thing into a diary, and it was like, oh, I was looking forward to keeping him. Says the Cardinals fan. Why? Said the rest of us. <laughs> cool. They got Yannick Ngakwe, who was... Did, did he finish the season as the Vikings sack no. leader? Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. With uh, nine. Yeah, did he get... Got, they got Solomon Thomas. Did you guys know about this? <laughs> I didn't even make a note of that one. I only yeah. noted down Drake, Brown, and Ngakwe, and then Incognito. I guarantee that Sam has not heard of Solomon Thomas. He's the... Don't say Raiders. <laughs> he's the, yeah, he's the Raiders guy. He's the guy from that nursery rhyme. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, uh, am I am I fundamentally misunderstanding this? Wasn't Solomon Thomas like a decent? He was like a rotational piece for San Francisco a couple of years. Uh, okay. Ago. <laughs> he's a he's a former. Somehow, somehow this one surprised oh, yeah. me. He signed a. He's he's such a Raiders pickup because he's a former a first round pick that's done nothing with the talent. The former third overall. But uh, he's signed a one year, five million dollar contract. Did you also see Ed, that they got Huskies legend Zay Jones? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> the man who brings down the contested catches for the uh, Toronto Huskies. Yeah, um, for the listeners, uh, should we go into the detail or are they just going to have to piece it together? Um, the Toronto Huskies were mine and Tom's connected franchise on Madden, and it was the offense was insane. CD Lamb, uh, Joe Burrow throwing them the ball, Travis Etienne in the backfield, <laughs> and yet Henry, be- a fullback. <laughs> yeah, and because of the fact that uh, tra- CD Lamb got injured immediately, Zay Jones was our wide receiver one for for like an entire season, and it was painful. We also didn't have a tight end. We were just left with Anthony Thurkser. So. Ugh. An embarrassment of riches on defense. <laughs> <laughs> Who still gave up 40 points a game. Can I ask, can can someone tell me this right now? Where is Rob Camdiche? I hope he's not near any windows as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, hang on, I'll look it up. 
I want to know where Bob Kimdiche is now so badly. Uh, Robert Kimdiche is a free agent. <laughs> he he hasn't get, played since 2019. Get him up to Minnesota. <laughs> Why? <laughs> also, Bob I like Kimdiche. I like how I've gone onto their uh, I've gone onto their uh, Wikipedia page for. Kem DJ and it sort of talks about how he got suspended and was reinstated in 2019 but never actually played for the Dolphins but uh, in the personal life it just says police later found seven marijuana cigarettes in, in Kem DJ's room <laughs> why is the why is it worded like 345 pounds that? why is it worded marijuana cigarettes because <laughs> they couldn't write doobies <laughs> no, but when you hover over it and it brings up like the little preview, it says a joint, which is also commonly referred to as a split. <laughs> a suit. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get taken off the air, aren't we? I don't really think we are. Because I don't, I don't think that Spotify gives two shits about marijuana I think, cigarettes. I think we're under the threshold of a Spotify to care anyway. <laughs> They don't even know that we've uploaded to their platform. <laughs> what the fuck is this? The Stiff Up a Lip podcast? No. Okay. Let's Why do people on. just keep searching Zoots? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Broncos. They tagged Von Miller, they signed Ronald Darby, and they signed Kyle Fuller. The Ronald Darby one, somehow Ronald Darby's getting paid more money than Kyle Fuller. Ronald Darby uh-huh. is on a $30 million over three-year deal. Kyle Fuller is only on a one-year $9.5 million deal. They 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 signed Kyle Fuller for less than a guy that got burned for like 500 yards to Kirk Cousins' as Vikings. He, he, he personally allowed 175 yards in that game. I remember, The only reason why I even remember who Ronald Darby is is because of that one game where I think I was round at yours, wasn't I? Yeah, and we, we watched were. it. We watched that game together, and what the fuck were they doing? Yeah, and it was it was on. I mean, there's none of this like, oh, it was on the safety not covering. It was on Derby. He was rubbish. Yeah, but Denver feels like another one of those teams that have just gone absolutely sideways because they've signed they've signed Von Miller to the kind of price where they still expect him to play, and he can't. And He's not haven't... played in two years, right? What what was he? He was actually out with Philip Lindsay with Mike Boone. Yeah, oh. Mike, genuinely, Mike, I will say this: Mike Boone is a very, very good running back, and was not wouldn't be a Philip running back. Lindsay? No, God no. <laughs> but it wouldn't. He'd have been a, like a decent running back too on other teams. It's just because the Vikings had Cook and Mizen. But like even even so, to just allow Philip Lindsay to walk. I mean, the guy, the guy's from Colorado State. Like they never appreciated him in Denver, did they? No, he, he was a hometown hero. He that two thousand yard seasons, and then they signed Melvin Gordon to be our running back one. Like, <laughs> and then they fucking let Philip. Ah, oh, it's it's poor. It's really poor from the Broncos. <laughs> Who is their Who's their I'm GM? Because like can... any of the AFC West teams in free agency. Now, um, Chiefs. The the Chiefs they signed Kyle Long, but Kyle Long was already regressing before he retired and sat out last year, and then came back from retirement. I don't think that he's gonna be good. But like uh, they, they cut... haven't signed him starter money. They haven't. No, they've only signed him on a one and a half year, uh, one and a half million dollar deal, right? 
They signed Joe Tooney to an $80 million contract. The thing is with the Chiefs is they cut both of their starting tackles and then have replaced them with two interior linemen. Yeah, I mean, the thing they, is they that... told Joe Tooney he was going to play at one of the tackle spots. Is that true? That, yeah, they, they told but... him he was going to be a tackle for them. $80 million for a guard and they want to kick him out to tackle? That's... Yeah. Oh, it's bad. I mean, they made, a, they made a huge push for Trent Williams. Yeah. And then, I mean, Mahomes himself was like begging. Yeah, I can't see the Ravens trading Orlando Brown to the Chiefs if they're going to see them as direct rivals. Just it, so when they had healthy tackles, the interior line was a problem for them. Yeah, so it makes sense. I mean, they're getting um, Duvernay Tardif. Duvernay Tardif, back from you know frontline service in Canada. So, you think they're going to be set on the interior. They've got a third-round rookie who sat out last year, so that's kind of like... Yeah. you just got another rookie. As much as any rookie is a gamble. And I think it's the first signs of the, the Mahomes read era Chiefs where you just have a little bit of doubt. Like, I would still put them as the favourite in the AFC. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a, a, a vulnerability. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I can't think of a better right tackle of the last 10 years than Mitchell Schwartz. I mean, I know he's sort of like past it at this point, but like right yeah, but tackle. But even still, he was like, wasn't he, didn't he get like badly hurt before yeah, the a, Super Bowl? He has Bowl? a back injury. Back has, injury, yeah. yeah. So he didn't play in the Super Bowl and a lot of pressure came from that left side because the Buccaneers had great edge rushers. And so of course, Mike Remmers, though. Yeah. You know who else they've signed? They've signed Taco Charlton. That well done, Chiefs. Good job. Great across from Frank Clark. Do you know? Do you know my favorite thing about Taco Charlton is he was taken two places above uh, TJ Watt in the draft. My favorite thing about Taco Charlton is that his name is Taco. Well, yeah, but his birth name. Uh, I'd be interested to see. I'll Google. That's it. a nickname. His birth name was Quesadilla Charlton. <laughs> <laughs> Athletic Charlton. Oh, his real name is Vedonte. Vedonte Charlton. V i d a u n t a e. Vedonte Taco Charlton. It's actually um, it's actually Afrikaans for um, a sort of almost like a, a slight cone of like mashed uh, corn mesa. See? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, finally, in the AFC West, the, the Chargers, they signed Jared Cook, who is ancient. They signed Matt Feeler on a multi-year deal, uh, and they also got Corey Lindsley. So, good move for the Chargers, oh, who I needed to... the Packers had kept Corey Lindsley. They definitely needed to replace pieces on their O-line, especially... Mike Pouncey, who retired earlier. It's a shame on. he can't play all five positions, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, they didn't really do very much else, though, the Chargers. I mean, they re-signed Michael Money Badger Badgley, who <laughs> is... It's, I it think doesn't matter ever... who they sign, as long as they're still the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who's their head coach now? Um, the I guy know... who used to be at the Rams. Brandon Staley. Uh, Brandon Staley. That's the one. That's the one. I'd be he interested could, he could to see. Stop them being the char- he could stop them being the Chargers because he was he was better than Wade Phillips as the Rams DC. Mm. Yeah, but he's not a special teams coach. They should have got. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll sign Cordaro Patterson. 
Oh. <laughs> That's the death knell for a team, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I want Although, did he actually I not win a, a ring with a Super Bowl ring with the Patriots? He did, yeah. Yeah. Another testament to Belichick's brilliance. <laughs> you know, my uh, another testament to Joe Bell, uh, Bill Belichick's brilliance is. Um, What's the name of that running back that won a ring for the Eagles and... Oh, LeGarrette Blunt. How how does he have three Super Bowl rings? Well, he's simply (laughs) one of the best running backs of the 21st century. Who let LeGarrette Blunt get three... (laughs) Three Super Bowl rings? Do you mean LeGarrette Zoot? That guy that you knocked (laughs) in college football must be pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good lord. All right, there's one division. Oh, no. There's two divisions left. Yeah, there is. There's two divisions. It's going to take us three hours to get through the Texans and the Jags signings. It's not. What I've put is Texans have got basically a whole new roster. They've got Terod Taylor, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Ingram, uh, Ryan Izzo, Dante Moncrief, Shaq Lawson, Vernon Hargreaves III, Camus Grugier-Hill, Marcus Cannon, and Christian Kirksey. Mark Ingram. Desmond. Did you say Uh, Desmond King? Uh... (laughs) No. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, Christian Kirksey uh, is the only man that I've ever seen listed as one foot two in a video game, so that's fun. Uh, Madden 15, the greatest glitch of all time. But, yeah, the Texans, I feel like, are planning for a life after Deshaun Watson. Mm. Is this... Is this... <laughs> is, is the Tyrod Taylor pickup kind of the... The death knell of Deshaun Watson's career yeah. in Houston. Is that kind of locked in, do you think? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's because uh, usually whenever Tyrod comes in, it's because this team is planning on getting a new young quarterback and they want Tyrod Taylor to start the first two games and then get either injured or benched and then the new guy can take over. He is the greatest transitional quarterback I've ever seen. He's done it on like four different rosters now. We love you, Tyrod. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the Texans. But just like, <laughs> yeah, genuine. Like, do you want to know? I mean, I feel like... so sorry for their head coach. I know it's been said a lot, but none of this is on him. It's the organization is a mess. There's oh, Jack Easterby with seriously bad vibes. Yep, in the least. Um, is it worth talking about the other news? Regarding the Texans being that we still have absolutely no idea what is going on. I wouldn't want to put our necks out on that one on a recorded podcast. Not like not oh, like discussing Watson. it, but like just mentioning that right now there is allegations of Deshaun Watson being a regular NFL player. <laughs> That's harsh on the average NFL player. Can I don't know. Doesn't deserve that is. label. I, I I don't think I'm not entirely sure that the average NFL player uh doesn't at least have four major crimes against his name. Who is the average NFL player? If you blind up every NFL player and you average them like in terms of all categories, who Camu Grusher Hill, who has now gone to the Texans. Uh, I would have said like I don't know, like it would probably be a kicker, right? No, kickers are way on one end of the spectrum. Yeah, kickers are all on the lower end. I love it would be them, like a, a second-year player who plays 
like a gunner position. Gunner Olszewski. It would be it would be Pharaoh <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> James Pierre. <laughs> um okay. Kevin Pierre Lewis. Oh, that's a good show, actually. Kevin Pierre Lewis might be the average I think he might be on the Texans now. He's <laughs> on a team of all entirely average players. <laughs> okay. Colts, their their only moves really were re-signing Zay Rhodes and Marlon Mack, and then obviously the Carson Wentz trade. Um, Frank Wright gets Carson Wentz back, but in a real husk of what he was when Frank Wright knew him. Will we see Carson Wentz learn how to throw football again? I think the real question is, will will we ever get to use Colts with a Z? If we didn't get to use Colts with a Z in 2002, then I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. Okay. <laughs> Jags. About ten players, none of them have any note, apart from Shaquille Griffin or Roy, uh, and Roy Robertson-Harris. Yeah, they, they really are trying to sign a team of all average players. Yeah, just yeah, they're all second. Like they're not actively bad. Like Dwayne Smoot's there. Like he's fine. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a team of nothing from Jacksonville. Just, Molly, can, Molly, can you come down, please? That's uh, this whole thing they've got going on with old what's his name from off of Ohio State. I think Meyer. Yeah, that. I think the it the feels whole like it's gonna go down out. in yeah. like a two years, a net record of six and however many games they're gonna have in two years' time, six <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> one one thousand percent there is another race scandal waiting to happen as well. Like with absolutely it goes without saying that before in fact I'll put a bet on it right now, Tom. Do you wanna do a friendly fiver bet? Alright, yeah, go for it. There will be a race scandal in Jacksonville in the next three years. I will take you up on that. I there already was one, wasn't there? Yeah, there, wa- there was one, another. like another one on top of this. Okay, you think Trevor Lawrence might turn out to be a massive racist? I think I'm not going to lie. I think Gardner Minshew might. I think out of the two, you he... think when they trade Gardner Minshew, he's going to be like, you know what? <laughs> Gardner Minshew's going to get caught. I think that we're going to see a TMZ video come out of Gardner Minshew going off on a racist rant. Oh, in, like the Riley like Cooper video. An Applebee's outside of like Jacksonville's say, yeah. town center, and he's going to fucking drop a few N bombs. That's all I'm saying. Jacksonville town center. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> Just, I don't know imagine like a it. square with like, you know, a weather spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Gardner Minshew does scream Weatherspoons, doesn't he? He is the most Weatherspoons yeah. quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what those Weatherspoons are you walk into like. a weather... Right, quickly, quick aside. You know when you walk into a Weatherspoons like 9.30am and there's a bunch of geezers in there drinking at 9.30am? Yeah. Which five NFL quarterbacks do you think you would most likely to see? Do you think... Minshew? I wouldn't put... In with, I think Minshew would be out sitting in a field somewhere drinking... Yeah. Some, High level grain alcohol. Mayfield. <laughs> no, I mean I he looks. So. He looks like the epitome of a lad. He's out. Yeah, that, no, exactly. That's what I mean. Like Baker yeah, Mayfield not like, is not like sad. Yeah, yeah. He's not no, but no, but like people go into Weatherspoons for, for all sorts of reasons. Do you think they go into for all sorts of reasons to have a pint at a quarter to ten in the morning? 
no. You do if you you do if you into sports. Seeing Mike Glennon going mental on a mixed group. Mike Glennon, Colt McCoy are both definitely there. Do you guys know that Daniel Jones thinks that you can get drunk on cherry cola? <laughs> have you tried? Daniel Jones thinks he's never if even you drink seen enough cherry cola. You might attain some effects. I'm I'm very conscious of time. By the way, we've got 13 minutes before we probably would like to wrap up. Um, I mean, this is going to be a long Titans. podcast. Anyway. We we have five. Yeah, we've been going for about an hour and three quarters. So. Science signed Jackrabbit. <laughs> the team also who were very keen to get their long snapper situation sorted out. Who don't, they signed a pass rusher as well. And uh, Bud Dupree. That's right, Bud the stud. Yeah, um, five years, $85 million for Bud Dupree. He needed to get paid and this was the outcome. Yeah, I hope he does well. I mean, free agent pass rushers in Tennessee... The cards are stacked very much against him. Yeah, I feel like though that like where Genevion Clowney always went far too over the radar because he only ever did it in prime time. Bud Dupree went a lot under the radar because he never did it in prime time. Mm-hmm. I reckon if we, I reckon our first NFL guest may end up being Bud Dupree. Bud actually, for for like two seasons, had like a whole uh, series where he just sit down and talk with like members of the Steelers organization and and like old legends and stuff. I was hoping we could get Jamie Gillen. Jamie Gillen I reckon would be down for it. I don't know. I'm still trying on Dungay. The bastard. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you speak his name in vain. Look, right the NFC South, but there's no doing anything in there. Yeah, the Falcons have signed who is it the Falcons have signed Josh Hill. Josh Hill, uh, they barely scraped over the line cap-wise and they're in the shit. Good lord. Uh, the Panthers, they signed Pat Alfline, got Cam Irving, Hassan Reddick. They signed Pat Alfline to way too much money. Yeah, three he... years, $11.5 million. For Pat Alfline? Yeah. It's not great. Uh, the Panthers have been clearing out cap space because they're going yeah. for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I think that that is genuinely what's going to happen. I mean, they got David they don't have Moore a plan as well. B. <laughs> they actually don't as well. Like, I think that they are still in full rebuild. I don't think that they're they're too up the shit, really. But do you think we'll see like you know how they drafted like full defense last year? Do you think we'll see a full offense <laughs> draft? <laughs> well, I don't think they they hit on a few pieces, but I think like six of those guys might not be on the team. Do you know? What, do you know what my least favorite thing about the Panthers off season is? Is the fact that they are again planning, well, planning on releasing and then probably signing to the practice squad for a bit. Fa Obada, right? Oh, Fa Obada legitimately was one of their best players on defense on the defensive line last year when he came in. <laughs> Brian Burns was far and above him, but who else was there really? Listen, I love Fa. I. With all my heart, I want him to succeed. He was good. I really thought you were going to say, but that was it. Yeah, I mean, he's not not a top-tier pass rusher. No, he's not a (laughs) top-tier pass rusher, but he's definitely a lot more serviceable than what fucking the Falcons are rolling out at... at yeah, but unless D-line. he wants to take a contract where he pays the team, he's not going to sign for the Falcons. <laughs> well, no, exactly. But like the Panthers have got a lot of cap space, they could easily sign 
Obada to like a one and a half million dollar deal. I mean, fuck's sake, they're paying Pat Elfline eleven and a half million dollars for three years. This is a team that wants that, but not FA Obada. Fuck you, Panthers. I don't actually hate the Panthers. I think they're all right. I don't have anything against them. Do you know who I do have a problem with, though? And you're also going to agree with me, Ed. Um, Who let the Saints pay Taysom Hill $140 million? None of it, guaranteed. None of it. Like, only only $1 million guaranteed. $1 million in the next three years than Taysom. Oh, no. But the thing is, is, like, it's all voidable years. Like, all voidable years. But, like, the fact that they have gone out and made this deal a thing, and if Taysom Hill was to reach any of these incentives, would be anywhere near $140 million over four years. It's a disgrace. My, My Zoom has crashed. It has. As you can probably tell. Yeah, we you are stuck just like <laughs> smugly that's, enjoying that's my Taysom Hill the thing. Taysom Hill. <laughs> looking like Jonathan you looking deeply content. <laughs> <laughs> you look like Jonathan from Corn. <laughs> that's the look we've got. Jonathan here. Davis. <laughs> yeah. No. You, you know, that's Steelers D V. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I the feel same, like there's a team we're missing here. There is one team that we're missing, but uh, there is a couple of other oh, things no, no. that happened from the Saints. The Drew Brees retired. Um, we'll talk about him on another day because this has been going on for far too long, and I feel like Drew Brees deserves a lot more attention than one minute of airtime. Oh, uh, no. Jameis Winston got a five and a half million dollar deal, which again, Taysom Hill has the promise. Well. The potential for 140 over four years, but Jameis Winston gets five. What? And then Marcus Williams was franchise tagged. Again, this is another team that was right up against the cap, and I have no idea where they got the money from to get back under it. Because the craft. Yeah, um, the, the Eagles, Saints, and Bears were all over. Like, Well, the Bears were 20 million over. Um how the fuck none of these have ended up with like any form of penalty I'm not sure but well they've just pushed it a year into the future next year they're going to be even worse like I don't know why they keep doing this yeah that's fair uh, last team Buccaneers who obviously coming off of the Super Bowl you saved the best till last uh, they Chris... just kept the band back together haven't they that's they have they yeah they, they never really they weren't going to be well, they weren't going to sign anyone new, but they've got Chris Godwin on the franchise tag now. They brought back Gronk for a, a one-year, $8 million deal. Which Levante David. Levante David, two-year, $25 million, And then Shaq Barrett gets a nice payday of four years, $68 million. It, it is just keeping the band right where it needs to be. And I think that the Buccaneers will go pretty solid into the playoffs again next year. There's nothing that will suggest that, apart from maybe ageing, but... Tom Brady's TB12 diet and Gronkowski's sort of revitalized with skincare and beer. Just, ugh. Also, I, I think this might be Max who's joined as 140 million wives. Oh, that's me. Oh, it's Sam. Of course it is. Of course <laughs> it is. I don't know why I suspected anything else. But yeah, um... That wraps up NFL free agency. We did absolutely nothing but talk free agents. For... We made a few jokes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like with the fact that free agency in four days had all of this news 
and we'll probably not see anything else now for the next like five months. I'm pretty happy to. Yeah, I feel like we killed it. Yeah, I feel like we can yeah. pat ourselves roundly on the back. We did it, boys. Thanks for making jokes. We. we... <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah. Um, in terms of what's going to be coming now, I guess we'll probably be doing like an episode every two weeks, maybe. Yeah, some off-season chit-chat. Um, I I am determined to do a Caviar Fingers episode, even though that's been out for like two months. Um, I might do a running back sort of caviar equivalent. Maybe sort I'd, of like... Yeah, caviar toes. <laughs> rowing backs. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I mean, we'll we'll have a laugh. And we... we yeah, should be all right. A glowing, glowing endorsement. Of this well, I just, I just realised that none of you guys were going to finish that sentence for me. Oh, no, of course we were. <laughs> you were, you were looking for a for a like escape ladder. <laughs> I was looking for Tom to say something cutting. <laughs> there is no cutting jibs from 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 me today. The brain has been officially <laughs> melted over the past two hours. You get what you like. Yeah, with thanks to Max Soto, um, the man of the hour. Uh, cometh the, the hour. cometh the hour cometh the king. Well done, thank we you for joining us. Plen- sir. Plenty more from him in season three. Mm-hmm.